Hello, and welcome back to the Living in Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Ross O'Hare, and uh, with me today, I've got Ben Brezina. How are you? Hello, Ross. Good to have you. So Ben is one of the editors and authors of the Living in Jesus workbook. He leads all our media relations here, all of our media materials. He's in charge of that, and so it's good to have you in today. Yeah, it's good to be here, Ross. And today, we're going to be talking about asking for forgiveness. So on a previous podcast, we talked about giving forgiveness, but we're going to just a different vein of the forgiveness conversation. You know, obviously it's really important, forgiveness is. It's something that God has given us as a gift to give to one another and to receive from one another. And it's really important for us to understand how to actually ask for forgiveness and what forgiveness is. So for today's conversation, why is it important to know how to ask for forgiveness? Yeah, well, relationships, I think, are at the heart of God. I mean, in our in our Living in Jesus study, we talk about who God is, and God's a relator. God operates in a loving relationship, which is always self for others and giving. And unfortunately, all of us humans, we've made decisions to operate selfishly. And when we do that, we damage other people. Mm. And so how, how can we still operate in relationships when we damage and hurt one another? That yeah. seems to put up barriers, and God's shown us this path of forgiveness. In fact, at the heart of Christianity is forgiveness. It's mm-hmm. God forgiving us of our sins, and then by extension, we forgive. But we also are, as believers who have a new heart, we have a desire to not sin. But when we do, this path of repentance and asking for forgiveness is crucial in order to try to make restitution and heal those relationships, which is what God wants. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a really important pathway to restoration that, as believers, we really want to restore that relationship. So it's a great pathway to do that. Now, obviously, asking for forgiveness is something that everybody knows about. I mean, everybody on the planet has asked for forgiveness before. But Hope, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> exactly. Yes, there's a few people that right. uh, just resist that. It, it's it's it can be difficult. It yes. can be very difficult to, to yeah. ask for forgiveness. It really can be. So maybe part of the difficulty is we don't really know how to do it or the heart behind it, the why. So why is it important to ask forgiveness, and how do we do that? Two questions there. Yeah, well, the why, I think, is it's in alignment with who God is and who we are as new creations yeah. in Christ who contain. So we want to restore, and we grieve. We should grieve when we've hurt somebody, yeah. and we want to live in that healthy relationship. And I don't think anybody wants a dysfunctional relationship, even even people operating in dysfunctional relationships. It brings stress, it brings anxiety and fear and yeah. frustration and anger and all the, yeah. the stuff that nobody wants, but we still operate in there. But asking forgiveness is a step towards reconciliation, and really it's a piece of the mm-hmm. glue that holds relationships, families especially, Sadly, we sin most against the people that we're around the most. Exactly. And yeah. so that's where we need to take responsibility and ask forgiveness in those relationships. So with our spouse, with our parents, with our children, mm-hmm. all those relationships, there should be involved in a healthy, ongoing relationship, asking and giving forgiveness. Yeah. And so maybe we can go through a little bit step by step or just some practical steps of how to do that in a loving and genuine way. Yeah, so whenever there's a conflict or, or sometime where you, there's an awareness that you've sinned, and sometimes people make it aware that you've sinned <laughs> against them, Yeah, and that's a good time to get with God and say, what is my responsibility here? What part have I played mm-hmm. in this sin? Whether it's 
selfishness, whether it's unkind words spoken, whether it's infidelity in marriage, whether it's stealing or lying or cheating or any of the list of sins and ways that we defraud people and damage them, we recognize what we've done. Then we say, what do I need to do? When's a good time that I can go to that person that I've sinned against Mm -hmm. and ask for for their forgiveness? And that's a key step. You want to approach somebody when it's a good time for them. And Mm -hmm. so you can think through where that person would be preferably well-rested and and (laughs) have some spare time, not interrupt them and cause further anger. But then once we do that, then the first thing we do when we have the person there and it's probably best to do it in person if you can. It's always best to look at a person eye to eye instead of writing it. But sometimes writing it could be helpful or yeah, if the relationship even, even over the enough. phone, you know, yeah. you, every situation is different. Yep. But you know, sometimes you can see if a person is truly repentant best by their nonverbal communication. Mm. And so the first step is once we have is to take responsibility. And this may be the most important step and the most difficult one to do because you're basically saying, I was wrong when I did this. And that's very difficult to do because a lot of times we believe that what we do is tied in with our identity, our worth and value mm. as a person. Yeah. And to acknowledge failure is to acknowledge that I'm less than. Mm. Also, there's this idea of when I admit that I've done something wrong, I've, I feel like I'm losing control. I'm putting myself at the mercy of somebody else who could possibly damage or harm mm-hmm. me. And so there's a strong visceral reaction. And we can see it all the way back in Genesis When God confronts Adam and Eve, he wants their confession, their admission that they've done something wrong. Now, not to blast them off of the face of the earth. He has a plan for redemption, but he wants to hear coming out of their mouth, I was wrong when Mm -hmm. I disobeyed you. And instead, what they get, the visceral reaction they get is, God, that woman that you gave me, Mm -hmm. you know, and the woman said, the serpent trick me, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's that blame is that avenue where we can shift that uncomfortable feeling and focus onto the other person. But effective apology always starts with accepting that responsibility. Mm. Yeah, and we honestly, you can't accept it, and you mentioned this, but you cannot accept responsibility in a genuine way unless you really know who you are and you do separate what you do from who you are. And so if you're a perfectly forgiven, loved, accepted person, even when you fail, then you can, it's a whole lot easier and even possible at that point in time to accept that failure that you've done because it doesn't say something about you. And when there's that disconnect, we're then able to take that responsibility like you talked yeah. about. But it's very difficult. You know, you're sitting there and talking, and what goes through my mind is I think so many people, and me included, the difficult part is that initial self-assessment and taking responsibility and having that conversation with God where we kind of gloss over that really quickly, where it's kind of like we look at the offense, we look at their reaction, we look at kind of our intentions and say, well, no, that's not a problem. You know, like, that's not a big deal. We There's a whole, you know, whole list of excuses we can come up with. But I think really getting into a habit or understanding the the importance of taking responsibility and taking that moment cannot be undersold. 
Yeah, a lot of times, you know, it's our emotions in the moment. And sometimes when we sin against others, it's because they've sinned against us. Mm -hmm. So it it goes both ways, right? And our emotions get aroused. And it is hard to stop and say, what have I done? What's my part here in this? I didn't respond well when I got attacked. Instead of just saying, well, I wouldn't have done that if Mm -hmm. they wouldn't have done this to me. And justifying that. But justification and defensiveness is never going to help restore a relationship. Mm. It only drives people further apart, that justification, because people don't feel like they're understood. There's no sympathy or empathy to the other person's side, and those are the kind of things that pull people back together. So defensiveness is never helpful. It always drives the wedge deeper. So we got to get past the defensiveness, and yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. The, the way to get past the defensiveness is realize that, as a good friend of mine, Bob Warren, used to say, what I do is not who I am, even though who I am has a tremendous impact on what I do. Yeah. And so understanding our identity as children of God, beloved children of God, Paul in Romans says, nothing is going to separate us from the love of God in That's Christ. Right. I'm yep. fully loved. And I'm okay, and that settles me in a deep place that allows me to pull my behavior out, so to speak, and look at it externally and Mm. say, yeah, I was wrong, I shouldn't have done that, but it doesn't devalue me as a person. I'm still okay, I'm still loved, I'm still protected, even if I did something that was wrong here that damaged the person. So we look at our identity and we take responsibility. And then from there, I think an essential aspect of a good apology is expressing sorrow. We need to take count of what we've done and how it impacted that other person and then express that sorrow to the other person. Mm. And so we could say, I was wrong when I did this, and I'm sorry that it made you feel this way, that Mm -hmm. it hurt you. Mm -hmm. I'm really sorry about that. And then we take the next step, which is to actually ask for forgiveness. And if we get to that asking for forgiveness without those other two processes, you're not going to have a successful apology. The person, it's been very difficult for them to yeah. extend that forgiveness. Yeah. And that's been shown in studies and, and in practical. You know, <laughs> yeah. People want to know that you understand what you've done and that you feel bad about it, and then we'll ask for forgiveness. So you know, when we ask them for forgiveness... We've done our part, right? We've done that part. And so what, what is our hope in doing this? Why do we do this? Why do we do all of these steps in order to achieve what? Well, ultimately, we're hoping to reconcile the relationship. Yeah. I think that's God's heart. That should be our heart. And, you know, sometimes it's not possible, I think. But at this point, that opens the door where we can start a discussion. What's it going to take to reconcile our relationship? And I think about uh, Zacchaeus, you know, when he Mm -hmm. repented, he said, if I've defrauded anybody, I'm going to repay, I think it was seven times. And that's the idea of trying to make it right. Now, some scenarios or some sins, I think, require different kinds of reconciliation. I mean, if you've been unfaithful to your spouse, to rebuild that trust is going to take time and it's going to go through a certain... Uh, steps and stages of trying to rebuild that trust, but expressing that you have a desire to make it right. If you've stolen something, return it or repay the person. If you've damaged somebody's property, fix it, Mm -hmm. you know, pay to have it fixed. If you've spoken unkind words, maybe show that you have a desire to encourage and build up and start a pattern of encouragement rather than tearing down. 
the whole purpose is to reconcile and reconcile. Just asking forgiveness is not reconciling. It's opening mm. a doorway where you can reconcile. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. I and mean, what's your personal journey with this discussion? How have you learned or grown in asking for forgiveness? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's a constant process. I, I grew up with a father and a mother who were willing to ask for forgiveness. And so they really set a, a beautiful pattern for me of, of a, here's an authority who's willing to humble yourself. And that's really what it takes, Ross, I think, is humility. Yeah. And that's who we are as, as new creations in Christ. We're humble. And Jesus was humble, and he's living inside of us. We have that same humility we're supposed to assume, I think, and, mm-hmm. and ask for forgiveness. So whether it's with my kids... I'm sad that I sin against them. I say unkind things, or maybe I've hurt them in ways. So learning how to ask forgiveness from my kids and set that same example that my parents did for me, definitely with my spouse. And sometimes it's easier than others. I remember specifically one of the most difficult times that that I had to ask for forgiveness was when I cheated on a test in middle school. Mm -hmm. I found an answer key, and I studied it, and I used the answers to... And I remember feeling so guilty and wrong about getting a grade and deceiving my teacher getting a grade that I didn't deserve. And there was a lot of anxiety about going and asking forgiveness. I remember clearly just how that feels. It's not a pleasant feeling, but there's a freedom that comes from asking forgiveness and seeking to reconcile. I've recognized that at an early age, the importance Mm. As difficult as it is to take responsibility for your own actions and express that, there's yeah. a healing that can come that's powerful and that's what God wants for us. Yeah, and you know, I love that example because no matter how big or small the offense, the roller coaster that we feel and experience when we've sinned against somebody is the same. And obviously, our hearts as believers is to reconcile that and to bring the relationship back into right standing. And God has done that with us, and that's spurring us on to try to do the same. And I just, you know, I want all of our listeners to understand, like, it's a process that the Holy Spirit is teaching and reminding us all of how to do, right? It's not something that we are experts at. You know, hopefully we get better, but hopefully we don't mess up so much that we're, we're so good at it. But, you know, it's this process where we have to understand the importance of asking for forgiveness, the why behind it, and then really trust the Spirit in leading us in that discussion and how to do it. Yeah, and it takes courage, too, you know, which the Holy Spirit can give us. So yeah. it leads us to dependence. We realize our brokenness and how we don't want to get it wrong, but we do. We, we give in to temptation, we sin, and it takes the courage to admit our mistakes and a humility, and the Holy Spirit is the one that empowers us to do it. Yeah. And so it, it should press us in to know Him more, depend on Him more fully, mm-hmm. and then going forward, hopefully walking by the Spirit and not sinning as much. So yeah. that's yep. the ultimate goal is, hey, I'm not going to do it again, but it's not by me trying hard in the flesh to overcome it. It's by me walking with God and depending on the Spirit moment by moment. Yeah, that's so great. Thank you so much for walking us through that. It's really important, and I hope that you guys really took something away from this. If you have more questions, you can look at the Living in Jesus. Obviously, it talks a lot about identity in there. Session 11 really talks about intimacy with God, which is understanding that process of how God's going to lead us through that. But thank you so much, Ben, for walking us through this today, and I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you, Ross. You bet. And thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you all next week on the Living in Jesus podcast. 
Hey everyone, we just wanted to let you know that we set up an email address that you can contact us at, and that email address is podcast at cftministry.org. Again, that's podcast at cftministry.org. And we designed it so that you can shoot us your questions, or even if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or go over, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks so much for being a part of this community. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. The Living in Jesus podcast is a production of Christian Families Today and is produced and edited by Ross O'Hare and Ben Brezina. Christian Families Today is a nonprofit discipleship counseling, training, and coaching ministry focused on equipping men, women, and children in how to build biblically healthy lives and families. You can visit our website at cftministry.org to find information about our ministry, the Living in Jesus study, and other free resources. If you are encouraged by this podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you could take a minute and leave us a review. This podcast and all our free content is made available because of the generosity of people just like you from around the world. Until next week, thank you and God bless. Thank you.